Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm a former Hallmark hater. Today, we are discussing An American in Austin, which premiered on the Hallmark Channel on Saturday, February 17th, 2024, although it was available on the Hallmark Movies Now app before that. If you want to hang out with us outside of the podcast, come follow us on Instagram. We have two accounts. We are at Girls Gone Hallmark and Megan and Wendy. Come on over and join our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. We discuss movies and actors and articles and breaking news. It's a good time. If you ever have any thoughts outside of these episodes that you want to send to us directly, you can email us, Wendy at gmail.com. Let's hear a synopsis for an American in Austin. All right. Harriet, who thinks that no real man compares to Mr. Darcy, is transported into pride and prejudice and gets an unexpected chance to find out. Mm-hmm. Claire Niederprim directed. She has 16 directing credits, including a slew of Hallmark movies like A Pinch of Portugal, As Luck Would Have It, and Taking the Reins. Not only does Claire direct, she also wrote the 2018 theatrical remake of Little Women. Additionally, she's married to McLean Nelson, who also works a lot with Hallmark. He directed Hall at the Holly 1 and 2 and wrote A Heidelberg Holiday. Power couple. Cameron Johan wrote the script for this movie. He is a prolific producer, but this is only his third writing credit. Previous works include Hallmark's Betty's Bad Luck and Love and a 2021 movie called Birdie. Eliza Bennett stars as Cousin Harriet from America. Get this, she's an English actress and singer. She has 30 acting credits, and this appears to be her first work for Hallmark. Previous projects include the Dynasty reboot, an MTV series called Sweet Vicious, the crime drama Broadchurch, and the 2005 movie Nanny Mc... Nicholas Bishop plays Mr. Darcy. We last saw Nicholas on Hallmark in a Paris proposal in 2023. Catherine Henney plays Jane. She's an English actress and is super brand new with only six acting credits. This is her first Hallmark project. Yeah, I just want a full disclosure here. Most of this cast is... A British cast. So, like, every single one of these things is, like, she's an English actress. She's from North London. She, okay. Yeah. So, Toby Alexander-Smith plays Mr. Bingley. He's a British actor with eight projects, but 284 episodes of East Enders, which is a popular soap opera about the residents of London's East End. Nell Barlow plays Elizabeth. She's from North London and is another Hallmark newbie and has just 11 acting credits. Joseph Richardson's plays Mr. Collins, and according to INDB, this is his first project outside of a short he did in 2013. Bert Seymour plays Harriet's boyfriend, Ethan. He's also a London-born stage and screen actor. He appeared in projects like The Crown, The Diplomat, and Bridgerton. As of the recording of this episode, information is slim. What is your first impression? Yeah, hands down the best Austin-themed movie Hallmark has given us this month. One billion percent agree. My first impression is simply that I feel like I was made to wear Regency dresses at all times. However, (laughs) not made for weekly bathing. Oh, God. That was so funny. That was so funny. Love it. 
That was funny. All right. So I know we're going to talk about likes, wishes, and did you see that? And while I loved this movie, I'm just going to preface this, it's hard to break it down like what I liked and what I wish for. This is very condensed for me. Okay. But top to bottom, I thought it was fantastic, entertaining, funny. I really loved it. 100% agree. This is absolutely, there's no chance that next week's Sense and Sensibility is better than this. I'm, I'm hoping it's great simply because I have to watch it. But this was great, not just as an Austin movie, not just as the best of the four. Paging Mr. Darcy was actually quite enjoyable, but this was better. I agree. For me, the production value is really high. And that's not even the thing I like most about the movie, but it does really lend to the enjoyment. The costuming is excellent from the main characters to the background actors. The set's the filming location, the dancing, all incredibly well done and really lent to the believability. Compared to like when we watched the Newport Gilded Mysteries, mm-hmm. if you compare the two production-wise, mm-hmm. this is far better. Her nightgown? Oh, I die. So good. I thought the story and the script were great. There were so many great, clever lines. When she quotes Taylor Swift, it says, she truly is a voice of our generation. I loved it. I love when, like, we get a touch of pop culture in our Hallmark movies, but she's in a different time period, too. It just was so funny. I loved it. This movie definitely gets points for being a unique story that one that we haven't heard and we've talked throughout this series of austin movies that we are not we're not jainites right Mm -hmm. we don't know the details and i think this movie works on both levels it works because it's really funny and cleverly written and she talks through some of the moments where she's like wait this isn't supposed to happen and she makes it very clear because they know that their audience, while they're certainly the Jane Austen fans in their audience, not everybody is, and they make it accessible to everyone. And even if you don't, even if you're not invested in the, oh no, are Elizabeth and Darcy going to get together in the end? You're invested in the storytelling and the humor. This is the funniest movie we've seen in a long time. The level of humor we're getting in recent movies from this to round and round to the Santa summit. Mm, Yeah. I'm really here for that level of humor in these movies, but I just think the level of commitment to the script and the storytelling and tying it in with the classic pride and prejudice story, but making it work for Harriet slash, is that her name? Harriet? Is that her name as a person? Character name. It's well done. I want to talk about Eliza Bennett. Yes. So I didn't realize that she was an English actress until I started doing my research on it. You said you thought you heard like she was fighting, fighting the accent a little bit. I thought she and Ethan both were. To me, when they're sitting in on that first date and they're out, not first date, the date early in the movie and they're sitting outside, It felt to me like they were both fighting a little bit of an accent, but let me tell you, she does a much better American accent than I could do British accent. Oh, for sure. She was so good in this. Quirky and funny and charming. I was like rooting for her. Uh, 
Do you I, love her hair? I just love her. I, oh, I happened to just see that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Thank you for the reminder. I just thought she was great. And then as I'm like putting all my notes together, because there were several actors in this, like I love the the girl who plays Jane. I love the girl who plays Elizabeth. And I'm like, but they're all British actors. They're not going to like be regular Hallmark actors, you know? Well, you know, Eliza does spend most of her time in the States. She is a British actress, but she lives in the States more than in the UK. So just something to think about. It's not impossible. I I hope. I hope we see her in more. I loved her. Loved Mm -hmm. her. You know what else I loved? I loved Ethan's proposal. (gasps) It rolls into one of my wishes, but perhaps the most thoughtful personal proposal I've ever seen in real life or a movie. And I thought the way that it was maybe directed I don't I don't know the whole scene was like so good and then mm-hmm. at the very end where she's kind of stunned and the balloon just goes up in the air like uh-huh. I just thought it was so so good I agree and I was heartbroken for him <gasps> heartbroken for Ethan are you ready to talk wishes yes that's my number one wish is justice for Ethan this man is clearly the perfect boyfriend in the opening scene when he picks her up at work and you kind of see him hand something. I didn't catch what it was, but I saw him hand something to her boss. And we later learned that it's her phone that he snuck out of her purse to have a ruse to get her back to the library. This man is the perfect boyfriend. You can tell from the conversations that they have. As I said, that proposal was personal and thoughtful and well executed. And she says, maybe. Yeah. All because she's hung up on the idea of the perfect man being Mr. Darcy. And let me tell you, the reason Pride and Prejudice doesn't resonate for me is I don't love anybody who's listened to this podcast is going to know that Enemies to Lovers is, for me, hard to execute perfectly effectively. And Mr. Darcy, much like his character in this movie, is slow to warm. And he's unpleasant to Elizabeth for a while. And that is hard for me to personally overcome as a person who holds on to things. And while I think there is romance in that story, she had it right in front of her. And it breaks my heart that poor Ethan got a maybe based on some dude who needed to be snide before he came around to falling in love. With someone else, even. I don't know. It just, justice for Ethan. I know, but there was justice. Like, when she comes back at the end and she's confessing her love and regret to him, like, on the stoop. Like, it was great. It was a great scene. It was a great scene. No, but do you think you ever, I agree that was a great scene, but do you think you ever forget that moment where the perfect proposal ends in a maybe? And we don't ever see what happens to Ethan after that. You know, we just cut to her on the steps with her friends. Fair, but honestly, like, if he is the perfect guy, he's going to give her a little bit of grace and, like, he understands, like, this is a big decision. So, you know. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What did you wish for? I actually have zero wishes for this movie. Mm. Zero. The only wish I had is that I I wish I was more familiar with Pride and Prejudice. Like, Mm. I, you know, like you said, I'm not a Jane. I, I have zero i've never read the book i don't think i've ever seen any sort of 
adaptation. You're I'm, like, Elizabeth I'm, is not supposed to run away with Mr. Wickham. It's supposed to be Lydia. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think I would have enjoyed this movie, like, even more if I did. But it's not like a, it's not a, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's not against the movie. It's against me. No, but is it enough to make you want to watch a Pride and Prejudice adaptation? Perhaps. Mm. I kind of want to watch the Carrie Russell Austin land. Yeah, I, I but might I think watch I it. may need to see some of the other movies first so that I can appreciate her in Austin. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good that's that's good. Uh if you're a listener and you and you do love the Jane Austen stories, tell us which ones we should watch. Yeah, and if your answer is six movies, Georgia, I love you so much, but <laughs> the play is full. <laughs> Let's talk. Did you see that? I have just one. I got two, but go ahead. Well, I think we need to point out that the lead actress's name is Eliza Bennett. I did, because of the recording date, when this movie drops, there will be a slew of articles and interviews all over the internet. But the they know their SEO. The timing is bad. So any interviews that were done to promote this movie are not out yet. And I have to assume someone said, huh, Eliza Bennett playing a character in an Austin movie. How curious. But I did find an old bio of her that says she was named after the Pride and Prejudice character elizabeth bennett i just think it needs to be pointed out it's it's coincidental that she's in this movie mm-hmm. um are we not talking about the cameo in this movie oh my god from one sarah duchess <laughs> of york didn't. it's on my written notes and not on my typed notes uh has there ever been a more perfect cameo in terms was- of like the placement the actual person oh yeah it worked it worked really well i thought i, I thought. was excited to see her yeah, she's I also like a producer. She, oh, I didn't know that. I feel like she's, for those of us who are in our 40s, Fergie was very much of the People magazine cover time of our youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that resonates more with you and I and our elder brethren. Well, you know what is also funny is that seeing her on screen, I was like, why am I having like memories of like Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers or something? Oh, yeah. And of course, I looked it up today. She was like a spokesperson for them back in like the 90s, 94, maybe. Damn, like, why is that old? Burned into my brain. Um, Probably because we had to watch commercials then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> there was no fast forwarding. Yes. My other did you see that was one. You mentioned Harriet's hair earlier. I did notice I could see like an, an extension track in the back of her hair. At but that was, you know, that, I mean, everybody has extensions. Not you, not me, but it's not uncommon to see. It was certainly better done than the Emily in Paris extensions of season one. Woof. If you know, you know. I don't know. I can't remember. Sorry. She starts with this like beautiful flowing curls. And then like the second scene and the rest of the movie, her hair is like locked in place because they add in an extension. It's not good. It gets better in future seasons, but it's rough. I like that show. Me too. Are you ready to rate this? I gave it four and a half stars. I gave it five. Five stars. That's amazing. Can you believe it? I'm me? 
I'm not. I'm actually not surprised. Really? Why? Because it was great. I mean, and you're not so locked in your ways. You're like, I'm not going to watch a period piece, even if it's objectively great. Uh, True. But I was dreading February. I was like, I am not going to make it through the month. This was a huge highlight for me. Someday, Wendy is going to watch Downton Abbey. I'm calling it now. We'll see. We'll Dude, I don't have time, girl. I don't have time. I don't mean like while you're packing your home to move. <laughs> okay. You oh, would love my. Mary. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. If you love this podcast, you know what we love? We love five-star ratings and written reviews, letting us know what you love about this podcast. We love you no matter where you live, but if you happen to live in a country that is not the United States, hey, yo, Philippines, for a brief moment there, we were the number one TV review podcast on the Apple podcast charts in the Philippines. We're still in the top five as of this recording, which is amazing. We could use your ratings and reviews in other countries as well. So if you are a non-US listener, drop those ratings and reviews. We'll see you next time. Hop into the Facebook group if you'd love to chat with more Hallmark fans. Goodbye. Bye.